0: Hello and welcome to the Slow Volution Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Engelhardt, and this is the place for all things health and well-being for the busy mom of today. So grab a cup of tea and get ready to be inspired. Hello and welcome to today's exciting episode where we will be talking all about about the importance of taking small steps when it comes to living a healthy lifestyle. And today I'm joined by a certified nutritionist with a Bachelor in Dietetics, who specializes in helping people find delicious and healthy options for their life when they're faced with the challenges and restrictions of food allergies. She helps her clients find easy and affordable ways to enjoy delicious food so that eating healthy an opportunity to enjoy something that they love. Please welcome Susan Hiltel. Susan, welcome. Hi, thank you. So great to have you here again. That's so great. I love it. Thank you. I am excited about today's episode because I feel like so many of us have the wrong type of approach when it comes to living a healthy lifestyle. I feel like so many of us are struggling to sustain a healthy lifestyle. And that's basically to two main reasons, in my personal opinion. And you tell me what you think. But I feel like one of them is because we think it's, you know, living healthy. It's kind of like all or nothing type of lifestyle, and there is nothing really in the middle. And, you know, we either say 100% healthy and clean or otherwise, you know, why bother? In my personal opinion, this couldn't really be further from the truth. So I want to know how do you feel about it?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I it, it, it's so far from the truth because if we're looking at an average lifespan of even like 80 years, you're going to tell me you're going to try to be perfect every day for 80 years and not off the proverbial wagon or whatever you know like mm. we're we're not perfect we're all human we can't expect to be perfect so expecting a healthy lifestyle to be perfect every single day and honestly perfect is going to look different to different people too exactly. I, do, I definitely don't feel like it should be an all or nothing i always tell my clients that every plate is a new start so if you feel like you fell off the wagon with whatever you ate last night or this morning or this afternoon or whatever look for opportunities to fix it, so to speak, on the next plate. You know, if you didn't have any veggies for two to three days, maybe it's time to add some veggies to this plate, <laughs>
0: like a salad. <laughs> exactly. No, that's so true. And I also always feel like, you know, at the end of the day, life happens. And we go through so many, like, different stages and and seasons in our life that, you know, it, it just simply cannot be 100% healthy. What does that even mean, 100% healthy, you know? I mean, you go out with your friends or with your girlfriends or or you go to a wedding and what you're not supposed to enjoy because, you know, you want to be 100% healthy. And I always say that, you know, if you don't eat, like if you go out and eat an unhealthy meal, that's not going to ruin all your, you know, efforts that you've put, you know, before that.
1: Yes. And when we go into some things like that with a restrictive mindset of we can't do this or we can't have that at this party, then that's all we can think about. And I mean, I've talked to some of my friends on this gluten-free journey, journey as well. There's sometimes we we can't have those things. And that's not because we're trying to be a healthy lifestyle. But I mean, we're trying to protect our health and our gut health and celiacs and autoimmune disease, but we're not trying to do it because we have to be good or because you know we can't have a piece of cake. But we do have to find ways to work around that, that holiday party or the wedding. And when it's all we can think about is that we can't have this, we can't have this, we can't have this, that sets us up for binging later when we get home. Yes. And I mean, just because I'm celiac and I have to avoid gluten doesn't mean that I don't fall prey to that kind of mindset too. you know? So whether I'm doing it because I'm actively avoiding gluten or because I'm doing it because I think I have to you know not have the cake because I'm trying to have weight loss or just other reasons it's all you can think about in your mind when you tell yourself you can't enjoy it Mm. and then you go home and maybe you have things that are in your pantry that you wouldn't have had if you had just gone ahead and had a nice meal where you're at and enjoyed some of the treats that were
0: available that's so true and as you said this is you know it's a mindset and i think that it's just simply not sustainable if we go with that you know restrictive mindset all the time it's just, it's simply not sustainable you can do it maybe for a few weeks you can do it maybe for you know a couple of months but eventually you know you're gonna fell off the wagon and then it it's gonna what do you call it spiral what do you call it
1: yeah spiral out of control
0: exactly exactly and then the second reason why I feel like, you know, a lot, or where I feel like a lot of people are struggling is because the majority of us is really trying to change too much too soon, you know? Absolutely. And, and when we do that, we end up being like super frustrated because it's simply just too much and we get overwhelmed and maybe even like stressed out. So let's talk about the importance of setting big goals and taking small steps. Does that make sense?
1: (laughs) No, absolutely. Um, Yeah, you can't change too much at one time because it's overwhelming and it's hard. And when you think about all the things that you do as a habit, they're just like we create habits so that we run on autopilot so that we don't get the decision fatigue, which is just overthinking about decisions all the time and making too many decisions. So If you're trying to change too many things at once, then you're giving yourself decision fatigue on top of all your normal daily life and you get frustrated and you just end up going back to old habits. I'm actually reading the Atomic Habits book right now and Mm -hmm. he's talking about environmental cues. And, you know, if you want to change certain habits, we're going to also need to, you need to make a decision to change it. Like, what are you wanting to change? Why are you wanting to change it? Like, you need to know these things, but then also making an effort within your environment to change the cues. Like if you always grab a soda first thing in the morning, you're going to have to change the cue for that. Maybe not keep it in the house or maybe tell yourself 20 ounces of water first. Um, I know I actually, I actually personally went on a journey of giving up soda and I actually didn't intend to give up soda. I just intended to cut down my, um, cut down my intake, but I did end up cutting it out completely because I changed a couple of my cues. And a couple of weeks went by. Um, I mean, not only did I change my cues, but I actively told myself every time I was choosing water, I said to myself, I'm choosing water. I can have soda later. It's just right now I'm gonna choose water. But I did that in combination with changing my cues and two weeks went by and I was like, wow, it's been two weeks. I don't even know how that happened. I'm gonna celebrate with a soda. And then I went to get one and realized I don't care. (laughs) So I didn't have one. I was like, I'm going to save it for when I do care, when I do crave it. So you're just using the best of both worlds, decision making and changing your cues. So I definitely recommend that book, Atomic Habits, if people need a little bit more <laughs> in-depth uh, help on that.
0: Right, right. Well, I think it's I think it's helpful because I think a lot of the times we try to change things, but we keep doing the same thing. And then we end up frustrating, you know, for example, your case, why can I not give up, a, you know, soda? Or why can I, in my case would be, why can I not give up chocolate? <laughs> you know? So I think it's, it's, it's good to educate ourselves, you know, on why we do the things that we do and how we can go about changing and, and you know, creating different habits. And just understanding the process and understanding, you know, what we need to do in order for us not to get frustrated.
1: Absolutely. And then also understanding that frustration is probably normal and it's going to happen and it's going to ebb and flow. And some of the other things like, you know, if you have your daily routine all set and you think these habits and these trends are going to continue, you also have to realize that life's going to keep changing. We all experienced that this year. 2020, we thought the school year was set in stone in January. We knew when the kids were going to their practices, we knew when the kids were doing XYZ, and like within 6 weeks everything completely changed. And here we are halfway through 20 more than halfway through 2020, but we're still figuring out a different schedule probably every week for some people.
0: That's know true, yeah.
1: I know I heard school was starting in July and August with the friends in my area and the struggles that they were having with when is school starting? How is it starting? What is it going to look like? That was like a five week long process right there. There's their commitments and their things that were going on. We're just changing all the time. So even when we think we have really good habits in place, we have to account for the fact that life's going to do things to change on us. And we have to ebb and flow with that. And our routine that we are set in right now might not work for us in six months. Yes. But when we try to make these changes, we also have to kind of look at like, Well, what was working? Well, why was it working too? you know, like what was going on in my life that allowed for this? And now how can I adapt and make some adjustments and then giving ourselves grace and understanding that like we might fall off the wagon or we might get derailed, not even for lack of self-discipline, if you want to say, but like just because we're trying to figure out what happens next and we're going through that phase of like, what does this look like right now? How do we get into a routine that works? With some of the things that are going on and then how do we implement the changes that we want to do in the middle of that so and that's why i think too like you said like we can't we can't be all in or all out because life is going to change all the time and we have to figure out what works for us as far as like when life changes how do i change with it in a way that's going to help me continue on my goals but recognizing that it might look different than it did two months ago
0: yes so true so true and for me i mean i went through you know, a very similar thing when the whole corona thing happened and lockdown happened. And, you know, I'm I'm very much into my routines and I have, you know, <laughs> I have my whole day planned out and so on. And I'm actually, you know, very like productive and effective when I have a lot to do. When I have just one thing to do, I don't manage to do it. But when <laughs> I have a lot of things, <laughs> when I have a lot of things to do, I'm actually like super effective and productive or efficient and productive. But then, you know, lockdown happened and then kids are here and then, you know, you try to work and then calls and this and that. And the first week I was like freaking out and I was like so overwhelmed. And then I was like, okay, let's have a look. You know, what is realistic here? I need to shift a few things. Maybe instead of, you know, trying to do five things, you know, during the day, I just focus on two, you know, and I take time for my kids Mm -hmm. You know, and the second that I changed my mindset and I, you know, prioritized and I focused really on the important things, then everything was kind of back to normal in the sense that, you know, I I wasn't feeling as stressed out or as overwhelmed. And of course, it was not easy. And of course, you know, there were days where it was like, oh, my God, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's only 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my God. (laughs) How am I going to survive? But I think, you know, everybody felt that way, you know, Right. and I think the moment that you just recognize, okay, my circumstances are slightly different. Let's see what we can do. Let's see how I can adjust. Then then the whole, you know, mindset process changes and, and then um, it's not as difficult maybe on yourself or you don't make it as difficult on yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It is It is finding out how we can reprioritize. I used to manage for a restaurant and one of the things that I used to tell the trainees sometimes is don't underestimate the importance of stepping out of the fire, so mm-hmm. to speak, and stepping out and stepping back to create a new plan because your new plan could be extra efficient and three times more efficient than ever trying to put out fire as it kept coming up stepping back out of it and it's hard to step out of the fire in the moment because you're really overwhelmed and all you see is like whatever the pressing need is but when you can take even like three to four minutes and just be like okay what's working right now what's not working right now how does this need fixed how does this need to change and even if it's not for the long haul as far as it doesn't work for a preventative method tomorrow, but it will work to adjust what I need to adjust today. So I was always telling them that I was like, just make sure it's okay to step out of the fire. And I tell them yes. that because sometimes I forgot to, <laughs>
0: sometimes <laughs> exactly. you just get so focused on putting the fire out. Exactly. No, but every time I get overwhelmed, I pause or so I stop whatever I'm doing and I make a plan. Like, you yes. know, I write down everything that needs to get done and then I make a plan and, and then it's like, okay, I feel much better. I'm in control you know and of course things come up and of course things change but i know that i have a plan you know yeah. that i can kind of readjust speaking of this year it has been i don't even know what the right word would be <laughs> a mess <laughs> yes i know that we've talked about it a lot but finishing the year on a strong and and finishing the year uh, on a healthy note and happy note is uh, still very important and it is also very possible So Susan and I are actually both super passionate about, you know, inspiring and teaching women around the globe all about living a healthy lifestyle. So we have decided to join forces and create the happy, healthy ending to 2020 commitment. It's not a challenge. And we are choosing on purpose not to use the word challenge, but rather a commitment because, you know, you should be a commitment to yourself and your, you know, overall well-being and your health. And it starts on October 12th. And the idea is that each day we focus on making the right choices in order to feel our best. And, you know, the right choices when it comes to like food and rest and sleep and hydration, meditation, mindfulness, reading, journaling, fitness. I mean, the list is really so long. And because... There is no one aspect to a healthy lifestyle. There are so many different aspects. But, you know, we would love for you to to join us. And you can follow us on Instagram. Susan, you can follow at, you want to say what your Instagram?
1: At celiac fitness coach with an underscore between celiac and fitness and coach. So celiac underscore fitness underscore coach.
0: Right. And you can follow me at Slow Illusion or in my Facebook group, the Slow Illusion group, where Susan is, of course, also a member. And she would be uh, sharing also some uh, fitness tips and maybe some workouts where we can get to work out together. And, you know, the idea is really to fire each other, to hold each other accountable and um, not. It's not 100% you know stay healthy all the time 100% choose the healthy food but it's more about just really learning to listen to your body and being aware of all the different aspects that a healthy lifestyle incorporates because as we said it's not just one thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to that and I have some workouts planned for the group.
0: That's so exciting. I can't wait. I can't wait. And, yeah, so do make sure that, you know, you join us on our, you follow us on our Instagram or join the Facebook group. We would also be having um, some free printables where you get to track all the different aspects and also some reflection. um, What would you call them? Reflection?
1: Reflection tools or journal prompts.
0: There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So we very much hope that you join us because um, at the end of the day, you know, it's a journey, but there is nothing more important than our own health and our own well-being. And we are the only one responsible for it. So we do have to put in the work because at the end of the day, if you don't take care of yourself, how do you want to show up for the people around you? Or how do you want to take care of the people around you? So I always say that, you know, taking care of yourself should be a priority every single day, even if it's just 15 minutes. Every day it's a choice and we get the opportunity to prioritize our health. So, as I said, do join us. Again, it's called Happy Healthy Ending to 2020.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. We we need to end
0: it on a positive note. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes, yes. And we can do that. We can do that. We
1: can. Setting ourselves up
0: for success in 2021. Exactly. And Susan, thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your experience and your knowledge. It's always very, very much appreciated. And to our audience, thank you so much for listening. And I hope that with this episode, you'll be inspired to make big goals, but make sure to take small steps every single day when it comes to your health and well-being. And we very much hope that you will join us for the happy healthy ending to 2020 commitment and we're starting on october 12th thank you so much for listening and for being here it truly means the world to me i would love to connect with as many of you as possible so let's connect on instagram you can find me at slowelution for your daily dose of healthy living inspiration If you feel inspired by this episode and want to learn more about all things health, well-being and motherhood, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. This way, the podcast can reach and inspire even more moms and moms-to-be. And make sure you stay tuned for the many upcoming exciting episodes. Wish you all a lovely week.